I V M. When was the last time you had fun buying a mattress? And when did you actually start thinking about your sleep and the products that support it? The focus on these questions and the conversations around the sleep economy have led to the evolution and rejuvenation of an often ignored and mostly commoditized category of products and services. But that's fast changing with how the D2C landscape has evolved this space. To dig deeper into this, I have Kabir Siddiq, the founder and CEO of Sleepy Cat, when addressing his dead this week. And also to understand why investing in rest is a focus point for him and his company. I'm Varun Dugirala and this is Advertising is Dead. We'll be right back with Kabir. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We talked to Kabir. Hi Kabir, welcome to the show. Thank you Varun, thank you for having me. You know, I, I want to start off by asking a slightly broader question, right? Is that there are categories which you look at as saying, okay, this is pretty much built for D2C, right? Uh, Top of mind will come to like 50 things like that. What your product focuses on doesn't come top of mind anything D2C. So A, how did the thought process start for you to kind of build it out? Uh, And also like, what do you have to kind of like look beyond what is prevalent in this space as you said to, to start the company? I think it's a great question because sleep has been ignored for many years, I think, especially in India. It, uh, the reason being so is that it's been very difficult to purchase these products. We haven't had too much education around what's inside, let's say, a mattress, how to purchase it, how much to spend on it. And a huge amount of reliability was actually coming from our parents. This mattress suits you. This is something that you should buy. But what's happening now is that the last mattress was bought by our parents and the next one will be bought by us. Mm. So when that shift is taking place, right, is 65% of the population of India, which is under the age of 34, they are the ones realizing the need to invest in rest, mm. own your comfort. You know, they, they also, aside from the hustle culture, they're realizing that, okay, you know what, sleep is important. We are in the Instagramable age. Yeah. And when they realize that and they head out to the market, the unorganized sector is something they can't deal with. Mm. Uh, it's obviously lower quality material, which dominated most of India and still does in terms of its purchasing power. And uh, once they realize that that's something they can't deal with in quality in haggling and uh, they go to these stores and the traditional retail stores, which are these big name players, Mm. they've been dealing with these products for ages, but commoditizing it. It hasn't been fun. Like, you know, you you don't have any fun in going mattress shopping when you're, when there's something. I can think of the weirdest places I have ended up going and buying mattresses from and they never were like, um, I, I was reading an article which said that it felt like something you'd go to where in a movie you suddenly have someone come out with a chainsaw. Like I read an article about the sleep mm-hmm. economy. So that's the problem with mattress stores generally was it. They just generally yeah, didn't seem welcoming. It's not fun and uh, people, and you spend money on it, right? It's a need-based product. You need a mattress, a, mm. a pillow, a comforter, but there's no joy in going mattress shopping like it is in the West. Yeah. When you move into a home in India, you have joy buying a TV for your house, a sofa for your house. But it's 2021 and it's just been ignored and commoditized. And uh, it's largely because of how it's being sold. Um, I think the traditional retail players, uh, though they're growing in branded mattresses, it's mattress is the most expensive item to sell per square foot of the real estate industry because it's just that large. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the chain requires a margin from a manufacturer to a distributor to a dealer to the end retailer. Even he needs a certain amount to come deliver the product to you in its open state, 10 flows up. 
So the entire chain made a mattress very expensive. So in today's world, when the younger audience is looking for a better quality sleep product mm. and a hotel bed kind of a feel, when they go to a store to try to achieve that, they they're faced with uh, salespeople who have a salary which is very less for them to even understand what's going to suit your back. Mm. And through the entire chain, they go from store to store. They spend time. They don't know what's inside of it. Too many choices. They just settle for something and it comes home. They don't like it. At the end of the day, they spend a bomb. They're stuck. Mm. So I think it's not been welcoming. It's not been fun. And uh, that's the reason this change is taking place. And uh, the two things which are taking place. And uh, I always mention to people, one is that we are changing the way you shop for this product, mm. you know, faster, better, cheaper, direct from factory in a small box. Uh, no risk involved. You can return it if you don't like it for hundred percent refund. The other thing is very important is that there hasn't been change in what you consume as well Yeah. in terms of what fiber, what fabric will suit the climate, what form is meant for you. So these are the two things that we are moving forward with. And our focus is very heavy on innovation and quality so that people do realize their time of rest and want to invest in it. And it's not more important any other time than now. You, know, you mentioned comes in a box, right? That is not something I would ever associate with a mattress because mattresses were generally like, you know, you had to get it from a store to your house. Um, a, there was a way to kind of get it. Then there was, how do you get it into the lift? There was, if you didn't have a lift, then how do you get it up the stairs? There's all those things there. Uh, when you look at a consumer today versus someone who would want to kind of go a couple of generations back, um, do you think it's almost a neat thing? Okay, I can get everything else with a certain level of convenience. Why can't I have this on one end? And obviously, the, the other side is that we're also looking at how we sleep a lot better. So um, when you do the mix of things, um, how do you weigh them out? Or, or rather, how do you kind of find that mix of saying, okay, when, what do we focus on in this side of things? And what do we focus on that? Yeah, on the first part, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a huge value proposition for a consumer. Mm-hmm. Think about IRCTC railway booking platform. Before it existed, everyone would go to the train station to book a ticket. Yeah. Now no one will go. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with mattresses. We are offering a very high value proposition that is making it much simpler for people to purchase this product. Mm-hmm. It is simplified. You don't have 12 choices. You won't go to a store and see 12 maroon color fabric mattresses lined up or white mm-hmm. color and you have no idea what's inside of it. Yeah. Um, you come online, it's simply explained. It's an Instagram you can relate to. Mm. It's a website that has a very easy cross-section of two mattresses, and which is available in all sizes possible with all the features. It's delivered now in 48 hours across the country. That's, you know, that's how we set up and a lot of people do set up. And uh, at the end of the day, it uh, comes into a small box. And the, the, way, the reason it does is that because we're able to compress high quality foam mm. into uh, a very thin sheet and then roll it into a box. Imagine a smiley ball. We all have that on our yeah, table. Yeah. If you squeeze it as much as you can it'll, and you release it, it'll go back to its original shape. Yeah. So essentially a good quality foam mattress, the same thing can happen with 100 tons of force. And putting it in a box enables us to cut out all the middlemen. Mm. So we manufacture at our factory mm. and we directly ship it to your doorstep. Yeah. with zero to very nil logistics cost compared to the current industry. So that's what makes it an easier purchase journey for a consumer, something he can relate to. Mm. And now he's buying into a much higher quality product at a quarter of the price of the industry. And, and on the other end of things, there is this conversation and, and you touched upon it initially, um, but how are we looking at sleep differently? Right? We were always told this, okay, sleep eight hours a day. 
um that's pretty much it i, I don't think there was any other mention around sleep um at least through childhood till recently beyond that it was never about how you are sleeping it was just make sure you sleep now when you're looking at how products around sleep and i think the term now is, is sleep economy um, kind of are being created um what do you kind of see consumers looking for what do you see them looking for um just from the quality of sleep that they want to get and and what they kind of looking for i think now people are realizing their own need for the kind of quality of sleep that they require that's a super important part of it because people didn't realize their own need for hey how i want to sleep mm. they were just provided with sleep products which are passed on from generations or something yeah. that already exist at a as a rented flat yeah and um, they live with it but now they realize the need to own their own comfort in terms of okay how well do i enjoy my time in bed even when i'm not sleeping mm. during the day the sunday evening spending watching netflix reading a book um what makes me sleep better what sports people what makes me recover better right what helps th- which products help i think from that perspective a lot of people are realizing that okay a better pillow i want a hotel like feel they've traveled they've had experiences they want a mattress that's soft enough that they can stay in bed for long enough uh so people are realizing what suits them and to invest in that 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 was missing during this time and now because of the instagramable age and people realizing the need for sleep and the importance for rest and their body it's becoming increasing it, they are becoming increasingly aware of what product works for them that's the exciting part of it right now and and how do you and, and while all this is there um look at a product that you mentioned the term commoditized early on right i think that that was an interesting term because there are many categories of products um that have been commoditized and so when you look at those products and you and you see that how do i kind of you're not just appealing to someone who's looking to buy it now you might actually look at someone who has had a mattress for long time someone in a different age group uh, how do you and it's not just about packaging how do you, how do you kind of look at communicating with them how do you how do you kind of build, start building that relationship because another question someone might have is saying how do i make sure this is a long term thing how do i make sure it's not a one off purchase and then kind of you know and, and then they kind of disappear as as a customer for you so how do you going to communicate with them and make sure that that relationship stays uh, it's a good it's a good interesting point because a lot of people ask you know uh, mattresses and usually it's 7 to 10 years as a max uh, we tend to use it much longer out here in india but um, with pe- people right now um, are realizing that mattress is not the end of it you have so much repeat purchases if i buy product a and b from a certain company product c and d i realize is going to be that that much more comfortable as well the entire sleep economy comprises of let's say mattresses comforters pillows all of these are need based sheets mm. you can't sleep without them right mm. and and no one has looked at it from a point of happiness and joy and how they want to build their own space and their own bed so hence it's been commoditized where people just go to the market to complete the purchase and mm. haven't had any fun in purchasing these items yeah. not till you can deliver them on the internet tell them that okay what you know we've simplified it this is our journey this mm. is my factory i make it for you this is the fiber and foam i've chosen for you this is what's going to suit you and you're going to love it this is perfect for the indian climate right um they they follow you on marketing they follow you on instagram they realize the need to sleep better they realize what it can do for your body the next day mm. you know 
you sleep better, you win the next day. So through that journey, there is a lot of investing happening in all sleep products. You know, we have we have everything from a mattress to let's say even dog beds. Yeah. Right? We cover yeah. sleep. We I literally cover, have one cover, behind me uh, where where I'm sitting because I because I have a, I have a elderly dog who who needs one. Yeah. And and elderly dogs need orthopedic beds, you know, yeah. because they have like uh, hip joint problems, and um, that's that's the coverage which needs to take place. And people spending more time at home and realizing the need for that, you know, realizing the need for weighted blankets, you know, uh, uh, pressure point therapy helps you sleep better, it hugs you, it adds that weight while you're sleeping. So uh, people, and especially the younger generation, are very aware, and that's the exciting part because when once they are they are really looking for a company to fulfill these needs. And when you're combining all of these products together, it's it's a huge basket of products for India. Um, I want to take a bit of a step back and, and ask you this, is that what what got you started in this space? Because uh, I do know that you you had gone a route of, of being an investment banker, if, I, if my research mm-hmm. does me justice. Um, yes. And then you kind of kicked off this journey. And, and I also want to know... Um, what were the initial steps? What were your initial, or rather, what are the preconceived notions you came into this with? And then what kind of changed and what surprised you? Yeah, I actually have an interesting journey through that. And that's how I stumbled upon Sleepy Cat. So investment banking was at around 2015. And then I always thought I'll join family business. Very different into modular furniture. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Calcutta. Came back here and thought, what should I be doing? At least something by myself mm-hmm. uh, while working in the family business. And uh, that's when I realized that, okay, you know what? I spent time in America when I was studying there and man, we had so much fun buying mattresses, amazing sheets. Pillows, <laughs> That's a sentence I have never heard. I have never heard the, the, the like in, in a regular store, store experience scenario. I have never heard someone say in walking to a store saying I had such a great experience buying a mattress. So, so I'm like, that's, that's, I'm happy it's moving towards and that's that. that's sad, right? Yeah, that people so don't bad. have that experience out yeah. here. And that's what we want to change. So, in America, it's so much fun, right? Oh, my God, these fluffy comforters and pillows and uh, down and feather pillows. It, it, it makes it feel like a hotel bed. So we used to enjoy buying these products, mm. right? So when I came back to uh, Calcutta, I had a traditional retail brand that I knew of. Mm. And uh, they wanted someone trustable to work with. So I took on the franchisee for that for East India. And I thought, okay, you know what? There is a need because people do spend a lot on their homes in terms of the living room the kitchen and every other furniture, but um, maybe they don't have a brand to go to, to fulfill their needs of their bedroom Mm -hmm. and provide these luxury products that we've been getting abroad. Mm. So that's when I took up the traditional way, set up sleep studios, you know, went into regular distributorship, working on hotel projects. And um, I started that off in around 2016 beginning. Mm -hmm. And six months through the journey, I was really finding it troublesome. Because I went through the pain myself. I used to be on the retail floor uh, on days and I used to see customers walking in and they would have eight mattresses laid out. Even though the place looked really nice, it smelled like a spa, it it gave you that feeling, right? But they would go from one mattress to the other and just be confused and then go to the next store, um, just trying to bargain to see which gets the best price. And it's a myth. You don't need so many different kinds of mattresses for different people, right? It's what most, it's just like, one, two mattresses will suit 95% of the people. It's just rarely if you require something different, you would go out looking for it. So people will be confused, right? When seeing so much choice and they have no education in what to spend on a mattress, what's inside a mattress. We've been 
we've been coming from the age of gadawalas where yeah. everything was basic like mera ghar aao whatever you give me i'll sleep yeah. on that at the end yeah. of the day so when they started looking for mattresses they didn't know how mm. and they didn't know for what and what pricing so i should see them being confused um if they ever made up their mind they would be wondering dude what is this good mattress so expensive and i'm like yes and then i realized why it's so expensive when i was working through this journey um after that logistics i used to pay a bomb for the mattress to be sent from the manufacturing facility to me mm. and i had this experience once where there was a there was a customer who purchased two mattresses and that that time these were the luxury mattresses which i was selling uh for 1 lakh each they bought two mattresses for 2 lakhs came after 3 weeks i had to hire another small truck mm. uh spend money india we don't have service elevators i mm. had to hire eight people to walk up 20 floors to deliver the mattress only to realize this 12 inch thick spring mattress once it reaches his doorstep it cannot get through his bed- bedroom door because it couldn't bend and there was a passage on the way so i was like dude this is crazy man like <laughs> it's it's so difficult it's and and all these pain points i remember one day i just wrote them down on a piece of paper tissue paper and like do these have to be solved and i stumbled upon what's happening in the west mm. but the west was disrupting an existing luxury market yeah. think that okay mattresses sold at 4000 now i sell for 1000 dollars mm. but in india there there is no mattress market that was developed at all yeah. so the idea was how to develop and maybe try and disrupt at the same time so i failed in that journey of mine mm. and that's when i learned i like okay you know what must make the decision now it was 6 to 8 months through that journey i was like this has to change i stopped i traveled to factories the chandni chowks of india learned everything about mattresses and foam mm. and uh, then started sleepy cat in its small way mm. to solve this problem what you spoke about is there there are two things i picked from that right one is that do that all companies kind of start off when they when they know how to scale because you start with the problem and you in many ways lived the problem across all touch points including the consumer side um and on the other end also it's like it's almost a gap right it's a gap that wasn't really addressed because i don't think anybody even saw that as a gap till it came up and and, and there's something that kind of spark up something something just start like a uh, one person saying it it's, it's literally that thing about the guy looking up in the air and everybody starts looking up in the air um mm-hmm. but in this case it actually makes sense because we've we've never paid attention that we all worried like uh wondered about why does my back pain when i wake up in the morning why is my neck stiff which is a problem i suffer with for years um and and, and so on and so forth and so when there's the consumer problem there's also the delivery problem which i think is the most interesting part of what you just said is because it's just so much complication and if you can actually customize it yourself then it just makes it simpler I think it makes it simpler for you as well, right? The the way you are able to retail now um, online, that makes it simpler for you. So, do you see that being simpler in in most cases? And where does it get difficult? Would be my flip question. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it it does become. What makes it simpler for us is also simplifying choice, mm. which is actually much better for a consumer as well, because he comes on board and he sees, okay, you know what, two kinds of mattresses. I know what my need is. it has all the features possible i just have to choose my size that simplicity which we want to deliver to a consumer ends up being simple for us as well so we just focus on high quality innovation but okay you know the perfect mattress the perfect fiber pillow the perfect memory foam pillow you can choose from each one of them yeah. and uh, we spend time on innovation and quality 
but this simplicity for a consumer works out much better for us as well and uh, this enables us to have a lesser number of skews and then hence warehousing touch points all throughout the country where we can have those skews and sizes available for 48 hour delivery mm. which if you had today a huge catalog of products mm. it's an immense amount of money being spent on inventory and working capital so trying to solve a problem for a consumer and that's how we look at business right is the impact that we have on someone else and not necessarily ourselves but with the impact that you have for someone else that's where you gain itself mm. yep i have a bunch more questions and especially on the sleep economy because i've been intrigued by it in recent years um but i know we need to go for a break i've just got my first prompt saying we need to go for a break so we're going to go for a break and be right back with advertising is dead welcome back to advertising is dead we're still talking to kabir uh kabir i want to go a little broader on the sleep economy right um because i think the conversation around sleep is is nascent uh we're all suddenly reading about it we're listening to podcasts about it we're hearing stuff about it the name matthew walker seems to pop up everywhere uh, you look mm-hmm. with him talking about how you should sleep and when you should have coffee and everything else when all of that focus is happening beyond the physical products also tech products coming up everything else so what do you see the opportunity like in the sleep economy in, in a broader sense Firstly, I think it's it's a super exciting space which goes beyond these products. You know, we are trying to solve the first level of it, mm. which is uh, how you consume and what you consume. But there is a lot more of sleep that's exciting than just these products. You know, when you talk about, you know, first we divide sleep into two phases actually: uh, long recharges and short recharges. Long recharges is, you know, your eight hours of sleep. Mm. And what about short recharge? What about sleep on the move? Mm-hmm. What about sleep on your Uber? Sleep on your flight? you know what about sleepwear that you can step out and that you can be comfortable and there's a lot to do with the sleep economy there's a lot to do with technology people ever ever ending need to realize how do i sleep better yeah. uh, how do i wake up fresh uh, we are testing technology on that front to see if we can non wearable devices inserted into mattresses so that people realize uh, and get get a you know complete package together and then realize how they sleep better it ties up to smart home systems you know if you can step out of your mattress and it it recognizes your smart light bulb and the night light comes on at that moment because you realize you just jumped out of your mattress maybe go to go to the bathroom at night mm. so i think sleep requires a lot of thought it requires from the long recharges from the short recharges to sleep technology and beyond that there's so much to be built within the sleep community as well you know you want to have a platform where people can exchange you know how do i sleep better what's your nighttime routine mm. you know sleep is important that you even distinguish it from the day to the night by having a hot shower and putting your ac at a certain temperature having your tea in your book mm. there on the side of you and getting to bed by a certain time it's it's so it's better for the body mm. so for us it and that's our ultimate goal like we want to touch upon the different touch points of sleep that cater to you and as you mentioned it's not only about products products is the first step of it that we own this practice but we have a long way to go and what surprised you about the consumer um through your journey so far um because you would have gone in saying okay i you know maybe the indian consumer hasn't evolved to a certain point i mean we we all we all i think most of us don't give consumers 
their due in terms of how what uh, they can actually behave like um so what i actually want to hear from you saying what in terms of what insights have you gotten about this uh, about the indian consumer especially focused on this space um since you start started off See, you know i think um, one is that the consumer so well educated and aware right now to buy mattresses online first and you know that's a great thing that's the last thing you would think mm-hmm. would kick off yeah. online which is such a touch and feel product yeah. so it's necessary that obviously in the future that it has an omni channel approach but what does excite me is people coming online and having the risk appetite to try a mattress mm-hmm. buy it online what also excites me is that you see that 95% of people require just one kind of mattress mm-hmm. you know so it does hold true uh for what people otherwise thought of that i need a hard mattress i need a soft mattress yeah. what i also love is that you know uh in hotels abroad you get let's say president style pillows mm-hmm. you get these fluffy comforters you get soft mattresses i see that being widely accepted here as well i just feel that people didn't have the opportunity and yeah. Uh, an avenue to buy these products earlier right like no one was selling these large pillows of 20 by 30 to we sell president style mm. pillows right um people sell the regular ones which go into regular pillow cases but there's a demand for more the demand for you to come into your bed own your space and just sink into it and they want products that can give that for give that to them even like with weighted blankets mm. you would assume that it's something that won't kick off here people are not ready for it. people don't know about it but it works superbly well so i am actually surprised and very excited to see the indian consumers being quite adventurous and are ready for products actually it's just they didn't have someone to deliver it for them no um even categories like i remember when we were expecting our daughter to try and find uh, the the large pillow that any woman in who's pregnant needs to have so tough you had to look everywhere and figure out one mm-hmm. small retailer somewhere who was selling it um and i also felt that i mean correct me if i'm wrong most people have looked at those as okay how many people will buy it so let's not make it uh would would that have been the reason why these weren't available or like even the do- the dog bed right um people would just get like an own mattress cut it up but the fact that an, an elderly dog requires certain kind of mattress etc now are you seeing the fact that either people are knowing more now or or why do you think these caddies these weren't even around considering we had so many mattresses in mattress stores before why weren't these around mm-hmm. see i think it's not people because i think a lot of brands look at it from the point of sales mm-hmm. right like hey how many am i going to sell up this mm-hmm. product but when you solve for product from a perspective of need mm-hmm. right that like what is required mm-hmm. for a consumer that i want to make an impact to someone's life right um i want to make sure that they can live better they can be more comfortable and you look to solve it from that perspective then it works the other way around then let's say sales comes to you because you are solving a problem uh, with a dog beds you know even the fabric we took like 10 months to develop it mm. it's tear proof it's waterproof it's shoe proof mm. it's odor resistant these are problems yeah. right yeah. it's not just a for a regular yeah because dog beds were traditionally strong. always smelt the worst like they were like you would not want to be in like <laughs> yeah. a 1 meter radius of that yeah absolutely so i mean it's an inherent need to solve a problem right and that's what we live by we are very excited with by innovation um we are very excited with the impact that we have on someone's life so our products are very thought after from that perspective 
whether it's these weighted blankets, whether it's this the pregnancy cuddle pillow, what mm. we call it, you know. Mm. And my God, that's amazing, yeah. man. I, I can't sleep without it too. It's it's just so good. Yeah. So people realize that, okay, and there's science behind it as well, right? It's hug therapies, special therapy. You sleep longer when you sleep with a pillow like that. So once you look at it from that perspective and you want to fulfill a need, it becomes much easier because you're first solving for a consumer and not for yourself. Um, I would ask you this, um, and, I, and I ask most entrepreneurs this, that um, what have you um, realized about yourself through this journey? Because I feel like being an entrepreneur also makes you realize a lot of stuff about how you function, what you've learned and, and all that stuff. So I, I'd, I'd love to know what you learned through this process about yourself and how you function and, and what have you kind of learned along the way? Yeah, I mean, on off work and on work, it's, it's separate, but um, I've also learned how important it is for me to invest in my rest. Mm. I think that's that's really a big point to any entrepreneur's journey, you know, discipline, mm. timing, separating night from the day, office from home, right? And uh, through the process of these products, I've learned how to use them at different times and for different purposes, right? You can use your bed by day. Mm. You can use bed for the night differently. Um, how to cut off and the importance of that rest, you know, and the more you learn about it, the more we are reading about it, um, the more we keep uh, backing it with science when we are doing innovation and quality, uh, we realize how we should be an advocate of it ourselves. And that made me uh, introduce comfort first with the team in terms of its culture mm -hmm. with our people mm -hmm. That, you know, everyone has the opportunity to be comfortable in coming to work, mm -hmm. you know, work a few days at home if you want to. Comfort starts at home. Yeah. If we don't practice it ourselves, we can't sell it to consumers on that front. So that's really taught me how to take care of, um, let's say, everyone who's in our organization and comfort starts at home. That's one aspect of it. And um I think that that both of it mostly covers my on and off work. I think it's super important. Um, you know, a, a, a large part of the audience of this podcast is are, are people at different stages in their career, right? Are people kind of kicking it off, people who um, are looking at finding an op a, a mid-career opportunity, etc. Um, and most of them tend to look at the, the standard categories, standard roles and stuff like that. And what they want to know is, what more could I actually do, especially in sectors like yours, which is which is kind of opening up right now? What do you feel the career opportunities are, and what if if I want to work in say, the sleep economy? What what should I kind of like upskill myself on? What should I kind of learn, and um, and and uh, what kind of a mindset do I need to come in with? Yeah, I think you know the two areas at Sleepy Care which are super interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, one is customer experience. And by that, I don't mean the support of having like a CSAT score, just answering a call or just working on NPS. But it's about building a relationship with your consumer that when they call you, it can be like, hey, how are you doing? What mattress did you sleep on last night? Or how well did you sleep last night? Right? Mm -hmm. We are looking for a lot of people that can come and build a relationship and be able to be an advocate for sleep and help people through their journey, not only purchasing our products, mm -hmm. but at any time, let's say they have uh, difficulty sleeping or just want a few tips, you know, our goal is also to tie up with, let's say, sleep experts who want to come join us, who can actually provide information. Mm -hmm. 
so there is a very uh, i think there's a large need which is nascently covered mm-hmm. in that area uh, so a, a role like that is something which is super exciting people can skill themselves on because mm-hmm. there's a huge community to be built on that front mm-hmm. and the other exciting part is products we actually would love mattress testers who will just build mattresses <laughs> and sleep on them and say oh my god this is good oh my god i love this or oh, these these pillows are amazing it's going to sell we we, we do that all day that, and it's super exciting that, so someone who has that knowledge please how do you sign up for that job like you <laughs> <laughs> uh, please please drop me an email you'll find it on the internet <laughs> but it's 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 a super important need and we having we since our focus is product we have a, a lot of openings for our product team we're very excited if someone can come and build and understand these materials with us um you know towards the uh, later part of every episode um i, I do a segment where i ask my guests a lot of questions about about them and and um and i, I want to kick that off by by um, asking you um what do you spend a lot of time doing outside of work what what keeps you excited uh, what are the, takes your time and is of a vast amount of interest to you outside what you do i mean other than learning and reading which i think we all do for upskilling i think the most exciting thing for me is sports mm. i i love playing them uh golf swimming football i work out i think that i did that all throughout the younger years of my life obviously i have less time to do that now yeah. but you will still find me at least two days a week waking up at like 5:45 and heading to the golf course for a quick nine holes before coming mm. and joining work uh i love running i love swimming i think i'm a big adventure f- freak and uh that's where i spend a lot of my time like if it's any sport i'm up for it that's actually interesting any sport is an interesting category because i i've always found that people who enjoy sport generally enjoy any sport um and on the other end of people who will try and find okay what can i do uh and maybe i'll interest in, i'll have a level of interest in a certain category but um I don't know if I'm generalizing here but I I I'm I'm on the other side. I have a few sports I enjoy but you can't pull me into every sport which is why um I tended to generalize on this front. I'll tell you why I think that it does exist with certain people mm. who play and it's also because I think I had a lot of facilities while growing up mm. uh thanks to my parents thanks to the school I went to. So we had access to everything very easily, mm. right? Uh I'm talking about whether it's swimming pools or football fields. or golf and which is not easy for everyone yeah. to have access to once you have access to all of them man as a kid you want to play all of them you know you never True. stick to one True. you want to play play it all and once you do you just get a knack for a certain amount of racket sports or hand eye coordination which just helps you jump into another one much easier you know you're attracted towards it you spend your whole day in the club just playing sports that's what happened for me and i think that's how it happens for a few people if there are a few of them who just like enjoy playing all sports have you found that because you enjoy sports or have you have you seen some of that seep into how you function in your in your day, day job if that's the way to call it um i i walk a lot mm. while working i take all my calls while uh, walking i think that that's something i really do uh but other than that during the day i have to make some time out because i think that's the only way i clear my head yeah. people have their own way yeah. uh for me it's it has to be something activity out being out in the sun um anything you read watched or listened to recently that you recommend um i mean right now there's a lot of focus within our teams to reshape okrs mm-hmm. so i'm currently reading uh rereading this book measure what matters mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, for a lot of people out there who haven't attempted OKRs yet, I think it's, it's the holy grail. Mm. Uh, so Explain OKRs listening, to, me, to, a, to a lay person who has no idea what, what they are. Um, I think it's a, OKRs is a very uh, fantastic way for an organization to have an aligned goal and people to collaborate clearly towards it. The transparency of the goals being listed out for you makes it simple. Uh, it makes it attractive and gives uh, people a huge sense of reason that at every stage, whoever it is, whether it's, it's the head or all the way of an executive working, you are working towards a certain goal and it is being contributed, right? So OKRs, which stands for objectives and then key results. I think it's uh, very exciting when you list down those two, three objectives that you want to achieve mm-hmm. and then how, do, what, what are the results that will help you achieve them? It's a lot of alignment all the way to the bottom and it's very exciting for people. I think it's, it should be done for your, uh, your entire, you know, your entire crew and your company. Um, and what is generally my last question, which is always a spin-off on the name of the show. Um, why do you think our, um, why do you think the growth of the sleep, sleep economy will not die? Sorry, what was Why that? do you think the growth in the in the sleep economy will not die? Uh, one is that I think, man, we haven't even grown yet. There's so much <laughs> to do out here, man. That's the exciting part. That is, and in the entire D2C space and in the entire economy, sleep is the last part, part of it. Mm. But when it hits, it's really going to hit. There's so much to do. And also that sleep has never been in front of the conversation. Mm. It's always that when I need to buy a mattress, I'll think about it. Or when I need to buy a pillow. Yeah. So I think sleep first has to come in front of the conversation and then there is a lot of growth to it. And as I told you, man, we spend a third of our lives on it. It's not only products, there's going to be a lot more beyond products, right? The entire tech, the entire sleep community that you build, sleep on the move, how comfort, how you perceive comfort. And I think that word of comfort is not just to be used for your eight hours of sleep at night. So I think there's a lot to be invented in this space and just holding on to that excitement, I feel there's a lot of growth ahead of us. Thanks, Adan Kabir. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show, and um, and I think you've almost convinced me to to have like a twenty minute nap in the afternoon every day, <laughs> which is something which I, I've I've seen everybody do when I was growing up, and for some reason we've all stopped doing it. So you've you've almost brought me that point of saying, okay, yeah, maybe I should just do it. <laughs> yeah. It's important, and thank you, Warren, for having me. If you like this podcast and you want to listen to more podcasts like this, head over to the IBM Podcast website or app or where you get your podcast from and look at all the podcasts that IBM makes. There's some really fun stuff there.